0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Wealthy Idiot Show, my name's AJ and this is my show. Before we begin, please make sure to like and subscribe, it helps us out tremendously and in return I'll show you a picture of these cute adorable puppies. If you didn't like and subscribe, consider that a freebie, because those were some adorable puppies. If you're into cryptocurrency, or you just like monitoring the stock market generally, you may have noticed that crypto has taken a pretty big dive recently. And I'm not talking about the dive from last year to just this summer, where it lost a tremendous amount of value. Over the course of the last year or so, we saw Bitcoin go from nearly $70,000 all the way down to about $20,000, where it kind of leveled off somewhere between twenty dollars and $21,000. But just last week, Bitcoin almost lost 25% of its value practically in... One day. And so the whole world is talking about what happened. So we're gonna dive into it a little bit. It's a confusing topic because all this Bitcoin stuff, cryptocurrency stuff is already confusing as it is. And then we're gonna mash on a whole bunch of finance stuff on top of that, which is gonna make it even more confusing, but stick with me. We're gonna do our best to try and explain what happened and ultimately what you can do about it to protect yourself, your family, and your finances for the future. So the first thing you gotta know about what happened last week is, what FTX is. So FTX is a major player in what just took place. And it is a cryptocurrency exchange that took the world by storm starting in 2019 and quickly becoming a multi-billion dollar company rather rapidly. Because of their massive success, you started to see the name FTX all over the place. They had deals with Steph Curry. But you are an expert, right? No, I'm not an expert and I don't need to be. With FTX, I have everything I need to buy, sell, and trade crypto safely. Uh, Tom Brady, who even became an investor in FTX. What's up? I'm getting into crypto. With FTX, you in? Well, providing gives 360-degree access to the crypto markets with the ability to trade everything from alts to DeFi. I believe I'm in, but still hate you. Understood. Take care. Best of the family. The name FTX was plastered on the Miami Heat arena the FTX arena, and they even had their name on a Formula One race car. Just in this really short amount of time, they became the fourth largest cryptocurrency exchange on the planet. What is a cryptocurrency exchange? So if you're new to crypto and you've never exchanged it before, this can be kind of a confusing topic. The the entire concept about cryptocurrency is that the currency itself is decentralized on the internet, meaning that People running the cryptocurrency platforms are the ones who are controlling how everything takes place. These platforms run all over the planet and are responsible for validating any transaction that takes place. So if I transmit Bitcoin to you and you accept Bitcoin from me, we have to verify that. And there's platforms all over the planet which are designed to verify that this is a valid transaction. This verification process decentralizes that information. And there's something called a ledger And that ledger is then transmitted throughout all kinds of different platforms on the globe. And the concept behind it is that no one person can change anything about the cryptocurrency unless they owned pretty much all of those platforms and everybody can exchange it without worry about that currency being kind of cheated or diluted in some way. Also, all transactions are public, meaning that we could all get into the uh, ledger and see everything that's taking place. So you could start your own cryptocurrency wallet and what that does is that tells all of these different platforms all over the place that you are now an individual that works within this realm. You have your own unique ID and therefore you can accept crypto and add information into this ledger as long as it's done correctly and by the rules of that platform. But most people don't exchange crypto this way. That's awfully confusing. So in order for you to make sure that you don't lose money that way when you're buying and selling, you would have to kind of do it on your own. You would go find someone actually selling crypto and then they would send that stuff to directly to your wallet at knowing what your wallet is and you have to keep track of the keys, which is basically like a unique password that's longer than any password you've ever held in order to make sure that you can get back into this wallet and make changes to it like trade more crypto. So most people use what's called exchanges. So that's where a platform itself such as FTX holds onto the crypto for you and you log into it like it's a normal thing. You have your username and your password like it's a bank. They're holding keys to the various wallets within their platform and you put cash into your account within that platform, take that cash and you buy crypto with it, sell crypto, exchange crypto, whatever it is that you want to do. FTX allowed for a lot of easy exchanging to take place. So you could buy and sell and you could even do things like, um, buy derivatives like futures. If you don't know what that is, don't worry about it. That's like spicy investing for most people. We don't need to care about what that actually does. But one of the cool things that FTX did was it gave you an actual physical card and that card could be used to make purchases using your crypto. So it kind of brought crypto to the the real world. Other platforms have since done this as well. um, But FTX is one of the most popular platforms to have done this. The way that FTX's business is kind of structured is that they take a small fee for each transaction, something that's like pennies for each transaction, so you barely notice it. But given that they're handling like billions, if not trillions of transactions, those pennies add up quickly, and they make billions and billions of dollars, making the founder extremely, extremely wealthy. With just in a few years, 30-year-old Sam Bankman Freed became a billionaire. So with this seemingly simple business model of let people make exchanges on a platform and and we'll just be the platform in which they make these exchanges and we'll take a small fee on top, how did that have such a large impact on the crypto community as a whole? So our buddy, Sam Bankman-Fried founded two companies. Actually, he founded a lot of companies, but for this story, we only care about two. He founded a company called FTX, which is what we're talking about now, our cryptocurrency exchange, and he founded a company called Alameda Research which was basically an investment firm. Now Alameda Research, he handed over the controls. So the CEO of Alameda Research was his ex-girlfriend, but they remained really close together. In fact, most of Alameda's research's value was inside a crypto coin that FTX created themselves. So they created a coin called FTT, similar to Bitcoin, but not Bitcoin. And it sells like most cryptocurrencies, like the creator created the coin, then began selling it off and people now have that coin to be able to trade in exchange. Alameda Research was one of the biggest initial buyers of that coin. In fact, 40% of Alameda Research's entire worth was in this FTT coin. Because they were buying the coin up, and FTX themselves is hoarding a good chunk of that coin that artificially inflated the value of the coin. So that means that both Alameda Research and FTX, the value on paper looks much higher than it actually is because they're working to make sure that the value of these coins are inflated. You have to remember that crypto coins themselves have really little to no value, kind of like the US dollar. If nobody was taking your US dollar, that US dollar would become a meaningless piece of paper. But because people are taking that dollar and exchanging it for goods, people want that piece of paper so that they can also exchange it for goods. And because there's a high demand in getting that piece of paper, the value of the dollar has some kind of meaning. And we generally express that meaning in terms of what it can be exchanged for other products. So I have a dollar and I know that I can buy a soda with it or a candy or whatever the case may be. And we have a general idea of how much that dollar is worth. Cryptocurrency works the same way. Its value in in itself is only worth what it's worth based off of what people are willing to go and acquire it for. So there's no actual value to a crypto coin. You can't eat it, you can't live in it, and you can't wear it as clothes. So the crypto coin in itself has no actual value. So we can inflate the value of that coin by making it look like it has more value than it does by increasing the demand or at least creating an artificial demand. And that's what they did here. So Alameda Research and FTX were hoarding these coins in order to make it look like people were buying them up. That causes the amount of value of the coin to inflate. And then on the balance sheet of the company, they can say, look at how much our company is worth based off of all this information. And one of those things is the FTT coin. Now this is where stuff gets a little bit fuzzy. And people kind of gloss over this bit. So forgive me if I get this wrong, but I'm going to try my best to get it as close as possible. What it looks like happened is that Alameda Research leveraged value from FTX that belonged to customers. So imagine if you're, you know, FTX is essentially a bank in this case. And FTX has a whole bunch of assets on its books that aren't really FTXs as soon as you hand an entity cash and they're going to hold that cash for you, it becomes a debt owed or a liability on their sheet. So you have the asset of cash, but at the same moment, I owe you money because you gave it to me to hold, which means that at some point I might have to return that cash. But in the meantime, I can do stuff with this cash. And what FTX and Alameda research did is Alameda research, uh, I believe was leveraging the customer assets of FTX, they were taking that leverage and borrowing money with it. So basically they were using customer assets from FTX as collateral and then making investments. And over the last year, those investments have been failing dramatically. So if the markets kept going up, nobody would really notice that this took place. And we talk about this on this show often. You have to have a long-term mindset. We did a review recently of a video of someone who used credit cards in order to try and make bets on the market and lost out, ended up losing a bunch of money. This is essentially the same thing, but for hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars, and with other people's money. So it's like stealing someone's credit card, then going and making investments with it. And then when those investments don't work out, you leave that person on the hook instead of yourself. That's essentially what took place here. So how did this all come to a head? So Binance, another crypto exchange that's a competitor to FTX, also owned a significant amount of FTT coin. It seems like Binance's CEO or the team at Binance figured out what was happening with FTX, and then they posted a really cryptic message on Twitter explaining that basically explained that something happened with FTX, and they were not too much more descript than that. But immediately following that message, over $500 million worth of FTT was sold off, causing the value of FTT to drop significantly. So if FTX's value drops, Alameda Research, being mostly valued because of FTT, drops as well, and their leverage positions become um, basically recallable. So if you have too much money borrowed against an asset that is reducing in size, the bank that's that owns that loan can come back to you and say like, Hey, we need that money now, or you need to pay the difference or we're coming after you. And in order to come after you, they're going to basically repossess what you put up as collateral. But the problem is what was collateral was what customers put into FTX, not knowing that any of this was taking place. So if that gets repossessed, all these customers lose out on all of their money. So after they began to sell FTT, FTX began to panic. There's now reports that over a billion dollars has just disappeared from XTX completely. There's no information as to where it went or why. It just wasn't accounted for at all. Kind of looking like an Enron type situation here. And customers panicking began to pull all their money out of FTX, trying to sell their coin or pulling their coin out of the platform altogether. But there wasn't enough assets for FTX to be able to compensate for that. So at some point after like $6 billion worth of money is just withdrawn from this platform by the customers, FTX has to say, hey, we got no more assets. We're freezing all other transactions until further notice. And people are now stuck with their money inside of a platform that basically no longer exists. Binance steps up. So the company that kind of, I mean, FTX was already shady in all of this, obviously. And I think there will be investigations that'll come out and we'll find out some illegal activity took place, but Binance was the one that kind of kicked it all off, making that cryptic Twitter message saying, you know, we think something's going on and Binance steps in and says, Hey, look, we'll buy FTX out. I'm not sure that Binance actually knew that FTX was criminal. I think at the time they just thought they made mistakes. And I think they saw their opportunity at, if they really devalued FTX by selling off all that coin, they could come in and buy the platform and incorporate it, you know, in their own um, ecosystem and, you know, basically win out as the largest exchange. Um, But then after they stepped or so after all these events took place and they stepped in and said, look, we'll buy FTX. You know, in an informal offer saying like, "Well, we'll we'll absorb it and we'll fix all these issues." Um, a day later, they came out and said, "Ah, never mind. We're not interested in FTX at all." So it looks like they got the the inner detail workings of what occurred, and I'm sure they're not allowed to talk about it as it's probably going to be some court cases. But once they saw that. They turned around and said, Ah, oh, never mind, we're not interested in being a part of any of this nonsense. So I think what started off as like a business move in order to try and, you know, force their opponent into a position that they could then, you know, take advantage of became this event that just sort of sparked this criminal activity, kind of uncovered this criminal organization um, underneath the workings of FTX. So to wrap this all back around. Um, What you saw when all the crypto was dropping in value was that the people selling billions and billions of dollars worth of their value in FTX was just making the coin really, really cheap. So didn't matter what coin it was, whether it was Bitcoin, Ethereum, whatever, because they were selling them all in one of the largest platforms in the world, every platform was affected by this sort of cheap sell off and panic sell that everybody was having so that's why we saw kind of a big sale off of crypto and why it's kind of leveled out now somewhere in the mid 16 thousands or so for bitcoin at least so here are the two takeaways i think that are important one is this isn't indicative of all of crypto what was what occurred here was really shady business practices that we've seen before we've seen it in different schemes like uh, the Lehman Brothers scheme in 2008. We've seen the original pyramid scheme by Charles Ponzi, and it happens all the time on much lower levels. I think in this case, we saw it with crypto, but I don't think it's indicative of crypto as a whole. So if you're interested in looking into crypto, I would look into maybe exchanges that are a little bit more trustworthy, maybe exchanges that are not based in the Bahamas, and maybe exchanges that have protection with. Um, insurance. So that leads me to the second part. If you're looking to get into crypto, you can get into crypto by A, having your own wallet that'll protect you against something like this, or B, putting it into something that is insurance backed like Weeble. We have a, w- a link down below if you want to go and check it out. Um, it has some benefits. If you use that link, you can get some free stocks and it doesn't have everything. It's not a full blown crypto exchange because they're a full market exchange for all stocks. But they do have a bit of ability to buy some basic, you know, high level coins like Bitcoin. So if you're interested in starting out, that might be the best place to do it. And they are insurance backed up to a certain amount of money. I think it's like $250,000 worth. So that would give you the peace of mind that if something did happen to this company, your money is safe. And I think that... that's probably the best way to go for right now. If there's going to be kind of like shady stuff happening in major crypto exchanges, maybe we got to put our money into places that are maybe a little more mellow and safer for us in the long run. So I know there's a lot of information there. This entire topic is very confusing. I've seen videos on it. I've read articles on it and I'm still in the place where I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is what took place. If you know anything more comment it down below, I'd be interested and we'll, most certainly do more episodes about this topic in the future because i don't think this story is completely over yet i think there's more to come but if you want to know what it is that i'm doing right now in the midst of all of this wildness is i bought more crypto it wasn't a lot but i bought some more i'm not telling you what you gotta do but i just look at the numbers and think man this stuff's on sale right now i'm gonna put at least some kind of money into it because if it does do something incredible in the future i want to make sure that i'm a part of that I'm not going to sell the farm in order to make that happen, but I'm gonna put a little bit there just to see what could take place in the future. So uh, use that information as you will, but remember, this is not financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm just telling you what I'm up to and the information that I see. So check out wealthidiots.com. we got tips and news and information coming out regularly. And now that the end of the year is coming, some good information is going to come that you're going to need to know for next year. So please check that out and make sure to like and subscribe and I'll see you guys next time.